0: Hey, this is gonna be your intro music uh, <laughs>
1: <da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> <Spac-a-ch-a-da-da>.
0: <laughs> Hello hello and welcome to
2: Five minutes minutes with five five women.
0: women. I'm Nick Crawford.
2: And I'm Kaylin Reed, And this
0: is your podcast for the Texas State University production of Five Women Wearing the Same Dress by Alan Ball. Ball.
2: So who do we have today, Nick? Today we're going to be
0: joined by three lovely ADs, that is, assistant directors. But there's still only going to be four people in the room. Why is that, (gasps) Kaylin?
2: I don't know, Nick. Can you please tell me?
0: It's because you're an AD. Did you not get where I was trying to go with that? Oh my gosh.
2: Oh. well.
0: I know, audience uh, members, listeners, it may uh, be uh, shocking, interesting, scary, frightening, disgusting that Caitlin and I have other duties besides... What we this. may seem dutiful towards, which is you, this podcast, this, Duties. Uh, this poop joke, but um, i it, it's true, as I, uh, as you saw in the last episode, understudy the role of Tripp alongside Tony, Kaylin actually has some other talents. She's one of the assistant directors for this production, alongside Stella Mojer, whoa, and Danny <laughs> Rodriguez, Rodriguez, you who are
1: here in the room. Have you guys been here the entire time? What? Yes, I've lived under the desk.
0: So, Stella, Danny, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: You guys want to say what you are here at Texas State to so this world of academia? academia. Sure.
3: So, hey guys, Danny speaking. I am a senior uh, performance and production major here at Texas State, and I'm one of the ads for Five Women.
1: Which you already knew.
0: Thanks for confirming. Yeah, <laughs> <that.
1: laughs> AD confirmed. <laughs> um, I'm I'm Stella. I'm a freshman P and P major. And I'm also AD, an assistant director. And I'm Kaylin Ray-Reeves. We know! <laughs> we try nice. to forget
0: every day, but we still know who you are. Anyway, it's so nice to have you guys I here. I'm so I wake
1: up every morning in a cold sweat. Like,
2: ugh, oh, Kaylin. I wake up every morning <laughs> <laughs> feeling like P. Diddy.
0: Great, great, still popular reference. Anyway, um, let's talk about this production that we're doing the podcast on. So, either of you guys, whoever wants to answer first, whoever's feeling the fire under their belly, under? Anyway, um, (laughs) what has been the process of assistant directing alongside the, the Michael
1: Rao? It's been interesting, like coming in as a freshman, I already didn't know anything that was happening. It was a lot of flying blind, but Michael's been really patient and kind and he's been very facilitating towards me and he's, he's set a good example and he's very enthusiastic about his work and his process, and he has a very collaborative attitude about putting on the show.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree. This is my first time as a director, and it's all thanks to Michael because I took D one with him last semester, and he said, "You know what, little lady, you have something in you. I need you on Got my Moxie team."
1: Kid. Wow, you a pretty
2: great. I get to answer questions too. Oh yeah. No, he's like a he's a really good professor. Like he really cares about his students, yeah. and so I think he's been he's always like ready to teach you something, and He definitely knows something you don't know um, because he just, like, is a walking, like, theater history book or something. I don't know weird but it's cool boy he's like
1: a walking copy of crime and punishment (laughs)
0: um well i'm sure he doesn't super need his back rubbed this entire episode so why don't you guys tell me one of the silliest things he's done that you've just been like oh my my god
3: oh my god (laughs) i
1: I shouldn't clap i'm sorry he
3: he does this thing with his beard it's hilarious when he thinks he just kind of like Yeah, he just kind of, like, strokes his beard. It's so hilarious. Like, you just know he has something
2: in his head. And in his beard, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. What's hidden in his beard? He, like, uh, he likes to let everyone know that he was trained by Russians. Yes, he does. It's something very important to him.
1: He says very interesting things that no one ever hears, but mm-hmm. I had the very unique experience of starting to hear them because I sit closer to him now. Mm-hmm. And today, today, I real life heard the Michael Rao say, "I love Jesus. He is my best friend. I give him all my kisses." <laughs> he said that. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> Michael
2: just has this. Michael has this. Um, well, he's, he's a Yankee, okay? <laughs> Let's just start out with, with that. He's a no um, And so he just doesn't... He's so fun to mess with because he just doesn't understand what's going on. I mean, granted, Texas can be like a, a different country, I guess. Um, it is. I mean, it is. It is. And so Michael will just ask us questions like, if I do this, is that weird? Or
1: like... <laughs> Do people really say that? And you're just like, yeah, Michael. And today he mentioned that he learned how to drive, like, seven months ago. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can That's you a fun well, fact.
0: <laughs> well, well, enough about this big bearded boy. Yeah. Um, let's talk <laughs> about, big, again, <laughs> this production, which this podcast is about. Tell me about your relationship with this play.
2: I think the thing is, it's horrifyingly relevant. Yeah. And also it's it's a hard play to deal with like it's about like
3: these five women who are really a product they're wearing the same dress of their society
1: and like their environment in Mm -hmm. that time yeah i think the hardest thing to do is not necessarily to forgive them for being ignorant and kind of unaware of what they're saying or doing at times but to work with that and make it feel not necessarily organic.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, what was maybe a thought uh, that you had from the first takeaway of reading this play that has maybe changed? Or you have a new thought to where we are now so deep in the process of of how the play reads to you or how you've approached it?
1: I was very overwhelmed. I was very overwhelmed by the play when I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, It felt like the second act is a lot of stuff yes. getting thrown at you. Alan Ball is absolutely merciless. Mm-hmm. Um But after a long time of working with this play and living and breathing five women, I feel like it's, a, it's catharsis. And I think that... It might not have been his intention, but it feels like he's meaning to overwhelm us. Hmm. To show us the um, kind of environment and repression that these women had to go through in the time period. Repression of sexuality and identity and, like, honesty. Huh.
0: What about you, Kaylin?
1: Um, I,
2: I, I remember the first time I read the play, and... I mean, I grew up in a really small town mm-hmm. um, in Northeast Texas, and it is very much like this play. Like, I I feel like not much has changed. Um, and so I, I just remember, remember reading the play and being like, this is almost too close to home. <laughs> um, and then also being like, oh my God. Like, I mean, we don't want to spoil anything, but like... I mean, when you come to the show, you'll understand. I think how it's it's been a challenge directing the play. I would say it has been. Um, to
3: be honest, when I first read this play, I thought majority of these women were just horrible. I and and just I I was like, wow, that this is gonna be put on here at Texas State. I I'm a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. by all of the drugs and the alcohol and etc.
0: Um. But now.
3: <laughs> but now. Um, or
0: and now.
3: Well, and and now. <laughs> I mean, like, not that I still think these women are horrible. It's just some of the text is just. It's sad. It's sad to to, to know that there are women that feel like this and maybe have gone through some of the issues mm-hmm. that that these women face and. Um, it, it is very relevant to mm-hmm. to uh, what's going on today, and um, I almost think it was not ahead of its time, but it, it just I don't know. I'm I'm really really excited that Texas State is is putting on this play. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know if the theater department has ever seen mm-hmm. or. And, like experience to play like mm-hmm. this here at Texas State. So. For those
0: who may uh, still be sitting in their chair, car, feet, shoes, <laughs> and listening and being like, what even is an AD? In a simple phrase, what's an AD?
2: Hmm.
0: What is a rehearsal um, like for an assistant director?
2: An extra pair of eyes. Yes. Um, an
1: extra pair of hands. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Extra brain. You have to possess the unique talent of always being critical of the show, but never hating it. Hmm. Right.
0: Right. Right.
1: It's also just kind of, it's like being
2: a backboard kind of for the director, like so they can throw things at you, and like also someone who goes into the process and knowing what, what the director's vision is, Hmm. um, so they can be that backboard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. While kind of having their own vision for Mm -hmm. sake of synthesis, you're. You're kind of like also the beta testers of the show, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Yeah. You you have to look at the show and think not only from the perspective of of a director and a theater person, but also as a member of the audience and be able to say to the director, "This is a great vision, but it's not going to resonate with the audience." Right.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, well, thank you all so much for coming. Uh, Kaylin, I'll see you in a bit. But Stella and Danny, thanks so much. Get out of here.
1: Thank you.
2: what time is it, Nick?
0: 11.16 p.m.
2: No, I mean, like, what t- what time it's is time it? It's time
0: for listener questions.
2: That's, that's my line. It's time for listener questions. Today's
0: question is from Michael Burrell. Michael writes, Hi, Nick and Kaylin. First time listener, long time asker here. Two-parter, do you think the women feel oppressed having to wear the same exact dress... And if one were to rebel and wear something completely different, who do you think would be? Easy questions, Michael. Here we go. I'm going to roast you. One.
2: We've had seven questions about the dress.
0: This joke is a very popular joke, referencing the fact that they're wearing one exact same dress. Um, uh, if if that isn't the joke and if you are being genuine, uh, I think some of them do feel oppressed.
2: But also they're bridesmaids, Michael. Haven't you ever been a bridesmaid? (laughs)
0: Do you know what a bridesmaid is? How about you? How about you live your life, Michael?
2: Be a bridesmaid. Go
0: to a wedding for once. And for your second question, if one to rebel and wear something completely different, who do you think it would be? Obviously Meredith. Listen to the episode. Come see the play.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. I'm sorry, Michael
2: we, Barrel. We did Barrel. <laughs> not
0: want to be this ag- aggressive, but you stepped into the bear pit.
2: The bear pit. Rawr.
0: Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, assuming that this has been five minutes. If it has, nah, <laughs> if it hasn't, boy, oh boy. Oh no! Oh no!
1: Boy. 13 oh minutes and oh 46 seconds. Boy.
0: Join us next episode where we will be interviewing the, the Michael Michael Rao himself. The time has finally come to interview the director. The director
2: in his own dungeon. In
0: his own habitat.
2: Habitat of
0: Michael Rao. But until then, I'm Nick Crawford.
2: And I'm Kaylin Reeves.
0: And remember,
2: Cha-Cha Cheese Whits.